0: In this podcast, we have conversations about personal experiences with loss, grief, and unexplained spiritual encounters.
1: Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty.
0: Hello everyone. So Trisha, I have been thinking a lot about how losing a job has similar effects on people as losing a loved one. And I wanted to talk about that today.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely true. It is like losing a loved one. When you do lose a job, it's similar to the stages of grief of Hubler-Ross. If you go through that, you would see all those different things that you do go through when you lose a job. And it affects not just your mind and body, it affects your identity itself too.
0: And I've been seeing reports where there are literally millions and millions of people that have lost their job just due to this COVID pandemic over the last 18 months or so. And it's numbing to me to think about the pain. And I know that you've mentioned you've lost a job. You have that experience, and I have too. Are you willing to talk about it today?
1: Yes, most definitely. Yeah, I've been through a few of them. The first one that really touched me the most at first was my first, uh, one of my first lost of a job, which is where I worked at a studio. I also took classes there as well as work there. And this was dancing? Yes. This was my home away from home. Okay. So this was my sec, like I said, my second home that I would go to if I needed to get away from my family life. That's where I would go. I could go dance get out my emotions that way. Right. And I happened to have an accident that the year that I did lose that job, I had a car accident. So I had to stop working for a while. And I went back to the studio after I could get into a car, drive a car and my key didn't work. I was like, what, why isn't this working? <laughs> like, did they change the locks on me? They changed the locks without saying anything to me. Oh my gosh. So even to this day, they have not told me anything about me not being there anymore.
0: So, this is how you found out. No one told you. You just went with the key and couldn't get in. Right. Oh my gosh. I would, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like hurting
1: for you. Yeah. That was the hardest one because they were family to me. I mean, I still talk to some of my fellow dancers and work, people that work there. Right. But as the studio, I have not even gotten back to it. And, I always have the urge of wanting to go back, but I can't face it right? because I don't know what they're going to say to me. I It was very hurtful. I was grieving for that job because I loved that job. Dancing was my life. Right. That was my first love. So
0: I can imagine you must have, because I'm thinking about these emotions and how they're similar to when someone loses a loved one to death, but you are first, you said you're at that door and you can't believe. That your key doesn't work. So you're now figuring out what just happened. You must yeah. have been. When did you get pissed off? Were you first hurt? I mean, I'm thinking of all these emotions I would
1: feel. You know, I was just like in denial. I was like, what just happened? Like, why is this happening to me? Why didn't they say anything to me? Or like maybe they just changed it because something happened to right. where they had to change the key. But I know what they've done in the past to different people is if they've let go of somebody and they have a key. Right. And if they don't get that key back, they have to change the lock. Right. You would just appreciate someone to talk to you. And that's where
0: I know with production people that I've seen will sometimes be let go and told they can go home that day, which is nice. Especially if they weren't expecting it, they're probably not going to be very productive anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They're just shot for the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was just sitting, like went back to my car. I called and was trying to figure out, no one was answering even, even their personal numbers at that time. And I, I was going through the stages of the grief. It took me a while to figure out that they actually didn't want me back. Right. I'm sure you wanted to just deny that part of it. Cause who
0: wants to feel like you're not wanted, you know? I experienced something similar to that where I was told, you know, we're going to let your contract ride out, but we're not going to renew you. You know, there's nothing against you. You're doing a good job. We just think, you know, maybe this isn't the best fit for you. And as easy as that seems like you're not in trouble for something, you're not being told you're doing something wrong, but there is a real personal pain that comes with that. And then to expect you just stay there and keep working, which is a different scenario than what you experienced, which is you're told ahead of time, but now you still have to work. Then your head goes through all kinds of weird, messy things too. Cause now you're grieving before you've lost your job. Your head plays tricks on you and starts thinking, What did I do? Was this my fault? And similar to stages of grief, you know, you have first some denial, and maybe, maybe I can negotiate something and I could fix this or. Maybe there's something we could do to make it not happen, but then you finally have to accept it, which I don't know how you ever in that situation had closure.
1: To be honest with you, I haven't even had that closure or that acceptance, even to this day, even when I drive past the area where the studio is, even when I was with somebody the other time recently, I was like, should I go and stop and say something to them? Say hi and say, no, 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 And they were like, no, just let it go. Just you're mm-hmm. doing better without them right now. And right. you're better off. This happened for a reason. And one of my fellow dancers and who also worked there actually pointed me to a new direction in my life and a new job. Oh, nice. Which was nice. So she gave me that limb and said, here, try this. I have a friend that needs somebody to help them at their office. And I was like, okay. And that helps turn it around. Right. Yeah. So I had that at least. It was still hurt. I was still hurt because. Right. That was my family. I started dancing in that studio probably age of eight or nine Mm -hmm. till 2004. So that's, that's a big time that you've been with these people and you love them. You've experienced many heartaches with them and- Right, good times. You right. get married, have babies. And
0: well, when you're in your job, it's your part of your life and your routine. And like you said, it's your home away from home. It's somewhere you go every day. And then when all of a sudden that's been ripped out from under you, you're lost in so many ways. You're not able to pay some bills or you're worried about money. You don't have that second home to go to the friends you used to vent with or <laughs> laugh, yeah. or, you know, talk with all the time. All of a sudden it's not only have you lost your your job, but you've lost this friend. It's a big bundle of loss.
1: Yeah. It was a huge loss for me. I mean, I've had, like I said, I had other ones that hurt as well, but that one, I think that one and one of my other ones that I will be talking about a little bit later hurt me the most because I was with them so long. Right. It was like, this my last one that I just recently lost was, I was with them for 11 years.
0: Oh my goodness. Now that is a long time.
1: So I thought I was expecting to be there the rest of my life or until I retire or say, I'm done. I'm done with this. You were committed. You were in it for
0: the long haul. You were dedicated. And yes. then what happened to cause
1: your, the loss of your job without going into too many details? Yeah. just <laughs> There's many different things that did happen. The place that I was working at, the person that I was working for in that a company left And I was one of his assistants. So with that, they moved me to another department. Didn't work out. I was just, when they pulled me in, I wasn't expecting it at all. I was actually about to put in my request for time off because my birthday was about to come. So I was putting in requests for time off. And the person in charge of that department says, hold on. And I said, huh? And she went over to one of the partners and the one that does the hiring and firing and all that went over to him and talked to him and they agreed I guess they agreed that was the time that they needed to tell me because she said um you need to go to this person's office right now and I was like okay not thinking you didn't see it coming you were completely blindsided of course yes and I was also joking with with one of my friends coworkers we've known each other for over 11 years And we were just playing around joking. Oh, you're going to be fired. You're going to be let go. You're going to be. Oh, no. And that was before I actually found out the news. And after I found out the news, his office was right next to the partner's office that I was in. I went straight to him and I told him and he thought I was joking. He really thought I was joking. And I said, no, I am not joking. Does my face look like I'm joking right now? And he was in shock himself because. He didn't think that was coming. He even went and talked to that partner and asked why. Like we were family there. I mean, we've had people, we celebrated birthdays together. We did the right. happy hours. We did things together like we were a family. Right. So this is devastating. And
0: I've, I've experienced job loss myself. And there's, to me, there's this personal, you know, you've got to get through this grief and you've got to let yourself grieve and maybe crawl up under your blankets and, <laughs> keep the lights out for a couple of days. But then then you have to do something to keep going. Let's talk about well, like what are some of the things that you did or let's talk about what people could do to how do you pull through this? What
1: did you do? First of all, with this last one, like I was talking about, which was a shocker, I was like, okay, I haven't taken a real vacation. I'm going to take a vacation for a month and enjoy my time and let me myself figure out what I want to do next. So I took that time off to figure out everything and figure out who I was again, because Mm -hmm. I lost who I was during that time. Right. Like we said, it's your identity. That was who I was. Right.
0: So you first have to just take time to really think about what does this mean for me? I thought I was going to be here till I retired. Who am I? Who am I now? Do I need to change? What am I going to be these are all the things I'm sure are going through a lot of people's heads. This is, is this the time I change careers? What is it I really
1: want to do? What am I passionate about? Are these the kinds of things that were going through your head? Exactly. And I first told myself, you know what? I had a day or two where I was sad and I let it just resonate in me. I went to lunch with a friend from work and we talked it out and we went, got through that part. and. And then after that, I said, you know what? I need me time now. I need to find me again, enjoy my life and sit there and figure it out. Like I had no idea what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And even to this day, because I really had, I had a little bit of a job in between, between that, but it didn't work out either for me personally. That was why I didn't continue on that one, but I still don't know where I'm going. I still am trying to figure that out. And that's been almost it'll be two years in November. And you have that added complexity that this one job loss was actually pre-COVID, not because of COVID, right? Right. It was just before COVID. So I was like, I thought I was okay. I take that month off, go then go and uh start looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all these talks are coming in and all these news reports, the world shut down. <laughs> and I was like, what am I going to do now? Like, right. No one's hiring. They're letting people go. There's nowhere for me to go. And I was in also in denial because that means I had to be on unemployment. And
0: that's an interesting thing because people need to be able to accept the help that's offered to them as well as
1: ask for help if they want it and that's not easy for a lot of people that's me definitely and i it took me a couple months even for me to go on unemployment mm-hmm. so i didn't go on unemployment right away it took me like 3 months before i got on unemployment yeah there's
0: this whole dignity thing and i know like even with my husband it was so hard for him to accept that all right, we've all been shut down because of COVID and there are resources out there to help us and to be okay with applying to those and accepting those. It was a very personal struggle with him. Luckily, we were all in California and California did a pretty good job of taking care of us, those of us who were affected by COVID. But you also have, I think you've hinted to me that this job loss gave you the opportunity to start working on your health because you needed to have surgeries and take care of some things,
1: right? Yeah. So I was like, since I was going, I went back and I couldn't find a job during that time. I was like, you know what, I guess the stronger power is telling me to do right now is take care of my body. And I was able to get the surgery I needed for my back. And it's still in the healing process. And with me still not knowing what I want to do with my life at this point, as far as a job, a career, I might have to get another surgery just so I want to make sure I'm, my body is completely healed and ready to go ready to sit in front of that computer for <laughs> eight to 10 hours a day. Cause without these surgeries, I have chronic pain. Right. Right. It was a good thing on one end, but yeah. on the other end, there, it was not a great thing because there was no real income coming in. And for me, I always, I was the one that always was working. I started working as a dancer at age 10. So I was dancing at age 10. So I was getting money then, then often on jobs, like where my sister worked, I would help out with some promotion stuff there for them. So I would be getting money there, babysitting from babysitting. I did the part-time work with, the school district and all these other little tiny jobs to get my career going right. in the in administration field. And I don't know, I'm just like still in shock as you can tell. I don't right. know what I'm going to do next. Well, so. I think, you know, some of the advice I've
0: seen out there, which is similar to grief, I think you have been doing and some things we've talked about journaling. Like when we talk about letters to our loved ones who have gone But journaling is something that some people can do to get their emotions out and figuring out who they want to be and who they are and where they're going to go. So have you
1: done any, any journaling? Off and on, I would do some writing. It wasn't like on a daily basis. One of the things that really did did help me when I was dealing with certain losses, not just the loss of a job, but loss of a loved one as well is dancing for me. That like, Mm -hmm. that was I could let out my emotions without even talking to anybody. People could tell what I was saying through my movement. Right. And that was your outlet that you don't have now.
0: Yes. But they also say, if you've lost your job, take up a hobby. And I think you and I have done that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. The one thing that, you know, I didn't share was I was freelancing for a company when COVID struck. And our sister company, I was out here in LA, but the sister company was in New York. So we were already hearing the the murmurs of, uh uh-oh, we're going to need to send people home. And our IT department was already working way ahead to test up systems and computers and remoting into the office computers. And so when everything shut down, I was sent home with a computer and I was able to continue working remotely until their work actually stopped coming in because we were shut down. Right. So we went through that. My husband's job was shut down. I did have one son that was a frontline worker at a grocery store. And uh, the rest of us were were all home. M- my kids that were away because of college came home. So we were all under one roof and it was pretty scary. So the one thing I thought was cool that that came out of it was finally looking at my kids as they're grown adults now. they're young adults, but they're grown adults. And we can now talk like adults and look at our bills and our expenses and how are we going to make ends. Me. And that was actually when we finally let down mine of my husband's own shield of we're the, the providers and we're taking care of you, but we kind of dropped that down to say, let's have an open conversation. That was a pretty rewarding experience that we shared and, and all felt better as a family. Cause what we'd realized had been happening was we were all going into our own corners and privately grieving and not really talking about it. We were all trying to put on that face of I'm strong for the rest of the family. Yes. And at the same time, my husband and I were feeling like we have to take care of five people in LA. <laughs> right. Which is the most difficult place almost. <laughs> right. And we've lost our jobs right now or we're furloughed or whatever it is. And that was a really neat, you know, I I like the expression come to Jesus moment where we all realized, you know, this was pretty cool that we could really just open up our bank accounts, look at what our bills were, look at our situation. What can we cancel? What can we plan on? What can we change? What could we do? And that was very rewarding. And we did pull through, Uh, but I think one of the things that is really important in particular is being active and making a schedule for yourself to do positive things, whether you want to or not, you have to make yourself move forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't at the beginning. The only real thing I did for me is take that vacation off. After that, I was Depressed and mm-hmm. stayed home. I was, we keep on telling those five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. I was going through that. I was laying in bed, watching TV, not doing anything, like mm-hmm. not getting out of the house, even just to take a walk around the block or go play with my dogs outside. I wasn't doing any of that. I was right. staying at home, being depressed. Not wanting to talk to anybody. You have to get yourself moving, doing exercises, even exercises, meditation, those kind of things will help you gain your mind and soul back. If you don't have that with you at all times, you're going to drop out. You're not going to be here. Like it's not going to, it's not worth, worth it sometimes.
0: It's true when you're grieving like this and you just don't want to get out of bed or get up and do anything finding that motivation is the hardest thing. It's how do you get inspiration motivation when it's all been sucked away from you? You know, and I had in my lowest point through everything in COVID, I found some meditations that were uplifting or helpful with affirmations and I started making myself go for a walk every day, whether I wanted to or not, and just made myself pull out of it. And it actually worked. It's almost like you can start going through those motions
1: without believing in them. And then it starts working. It start, it yeah. catches up to you. Right. I mean, I wish I had that outlet where I could go out and exercise and do all that with my chronic pain. That was my other thing I had to deal with oh right I couldn't get up and move around like a lot of people can I couldn't go and take a walk if I take a walk I have to make sure it's not a lot of up and downs and hills and because that would hurt my back or you know I can't run because of my neck and my back right so all these different things I had to put forward so that's why for me um meditation was a good thing Mm -hmm. listening to music for me because I couldn't dance but at least I could listen to that music which takes me into a whole new space right and lets myself feel what I'm going through because in my mind I would be dancing in there those little things that can help you get out of like what you did is each day you're like, I got to go get out, uh, get some fresh air, take a walk. Doesn't matter for how long, but you got outside and you walked. Right. It's just never giving up. You know, you have to keep moving,
0: talk to people, maybe volunteer. Networking is always important because luckily I haven't gone long from one job to another, and a lot because of my own contacts or networking. And that also comes down to not being afraid to turn on and ask for help or tell someone, hey, I'm looking for work. Do you know anything? And you'd be surprised at how many people want to say, oh, of course, I know something perfect for you,
1: you know, and just not giving up. Right. And that it's hard for me. It's hard to, like I said earlier, it's hard for me to ask for help and accept that help. Mm -hmm. I'm more of an independent person. I think I can only do it. I I can do it right for me for what I have to do in my life Mm -hmm. and asking for that help or say, do you have a job that, you know, somebody needs help with or like anything like that. I, even to this day, I, I have trouble asking for that kind of help. I've gotten a lot better at it. I've been asking people, even though I know they don't have, don't know anybody at this point that right. has jobs. I'm like, do you know anybody where I can work or do you need do you need help around the house? Or what do you need? You're like, right. Just take it how some can I help in. you? <laughs> yeah. Right. I need right. I need money coming in because I don't for me, I it's hard for me knowing that I don't have a paycheck coming in. Right. Cause like I said, I started at age 10 working, so like not having a paycheck. Right. For over two years, basically, it's was the most difficult thing for me. And I think the most
0: dangerous thing is how that wears on someone's self-esteem, what you think of yourself. And that's something that you need to keep reminding yourself. And what I want to say to anyone listening who's lost a job is that you are perfect just as you are. Don't let your previous job losses get to you. Don't hang on to them or dwell on why they let you go. Let go of that personal pain. That's in the past. Now you need to look forward. There is life after job loss, and just like you and I believe, life does go
1: on, and it can turn around on a dime. When one door shuts, another one opens, and it's going to be bigger and better. And you just have to look at life that way. Like something this happened for a reason. You're not no longer at that job for a reason. Right. And it's really hard to accept that. And I know I've
0: heard that expression before. And there are moments in my life when the expression is not welcomed in my ears because a door has shut and it hurt
1: and it shut on my face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, trust me. I understand. It's easier said than done right. on that kind of thing but it does happen. You do get every time I have gotten to that point where I'm like, oh, there's the window. <laughs> right, yes. Let's open that window and there's a new job that's gonna make you excited about that job. And that's just great. And with that, you have to have prayer. Prayer is like a great thing to have if you pray every night and just ask yep. him for things. Cause if you ask, you shall receive. I mean, sometimes it takes a while, so it doesn't happen overnight, but it will happen. And he hears you and he will let you know when it's time for that door to open wide again for you. That's right. And that is the best advice because I believe in it 100%. I have
0: in the not so distant past been in one of those jobs where I thought, oh, I could see myself here till I retire. And then when I found out they didn't feel the same way, it hurt. It hurt. But immediately another door opened and it was a better door. And once I looked and walked through that door, I realized that I wasn't really happy in the other situation or the other place. And it wasn't the best thing for me or where I should have been till I retired. So it's just hard holding on, making yourself stick it out and get through that pain. But to your point, absolutely.
1: I think you should ask for help in prayer. And prayers do get answered. It's hard to even ask in prayer. I I know, because I know people that are like, how do I do this? How do I pray? Mm -hmm. There's no one way of praying. It's just don't even have to say it out loud. You can say it in your head. He can feel what you're going through. He knows everything that you're going through right now. And he wants to help you. So if he can help you, he's going to help you.
0: One of the things I've heard that I like too, is if you then also focus on how things work out in a positive way, like let go of the negative thoughts and what went wrong, but start making yourself imagine, think, and feel everything working out as you're praying and asking for things to work out. Then it's like manifesting, you know, your future. And it,
1: it really works. I love that concept and it works for me yeah, the power of positivity is amazing as well. Mm -hmm. So if you have that and prayer, those two combined, it will make a whole lot of difference. Like I said, I know I'm still stuck in the place right now, but I'm taking care of my body right now. And I think that's what he wants me to do is take care of my body before I go and find that dream job of mine that I want. So he hasn't opened that door yet for me, but I know it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And And as you said it, there's
0: no right or wrong way to pray. You are praying. You were thinking you're being
1: positive. You were taking care of yourself. So things are going to happen. You'll find that next job. You'll get that next paycheck. And if you don't find that right away, don't be scared. Just talk to a friend, reach out for their help. Because if you do lose your job, you might not be able to stay at where you live right now. So you might just have to reach out and help for that kind of portion of it while you're dealing with the loss of a job and trying to find a new one. Friends are going to help you. Family's going to help you. That's what we're here for. We're here to help people. And I hope what we've been talking about is going to help people move on to their next dream job that they want and be able to say, you know what? I ha- That was a great job at that time. Yep but look at that new job that I have right now. Things will be better. Stay positive and you got this. That's it for
0: today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us
1: at trisha.misty.tm at You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com for links to the books we talk about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. Well, we did it again. We
0: survived death and dying. Another episode because we believe
1: life and love never dies.